This is Welcome to Dylan's House, our family's real-life story navigating autism and how it inspired us to pay it forward. Join us, meet us, give back. Dylan'sHouse.org. Welcome to Dylan's House, our family's real and raw story of navigating autism and how it inspired us to pay it forward. This is Kevin Shope. I am joined again by my beautiful wife, Amy. Beautiful. <laughs> Say hi. Well, hello, everyone. This is actually going to be part two of talking to our special guest here today, Lisa Robinson. So hopefully, if you did not get a chance to listen to the previous episode, you might want to go back and do that because this will be a continuation of that conversation. But before we talk more to Lisa, I uh, just wanted to remind everyone to like and follow, subscribe to our podcast, and also to follow our journey. Please check us out on social media. We're Dylan's House on Facebook, TikTok, and LinkedIn. This is Dylan's House on Instagram. Please follow and like us on those platforms and also provide us with feedback. We love to communicate with you via social media. There's also an option on our website to communicate with us at dylanshouse.org. So with Perfect. that, Amy, why don't I turn it back over to you? And Lisa, thanks again for being here and we can chat some more. Yes, for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for staying. I think, you know, in typical Amy fashion, I roped her in promising her 30 minutes. <laughs> and here we are. I'm like, well, you can do another one, right? Do another one. I okay. know. So um, we're so appreciative because she does have the best stories. And when we took a little break, we were talking about some stories that we thought might be really nice to share with all our listeners, because I've heard such great feedback from autism parents and um, parents that do not have individuals with autism that they just love hearing like the real stories. Mm. So I think just to kick it off, like a really good topic lots of times is just the public and how they might stare or not understand autism in general. And Kevin reminded us of a really good story that happened one time that your husband was kind enough to share with us when you were out to eat. So that might be a great place to start just to kick it off. One of my favorites. So we took, it was Christmas time, not the best time of year to go out to eat. And we went to, um, gosh, what was that place called? was on South Avenue. It's the old... Oh, is it... Um, was it the ground round then? It or was, was the, it... No, the, after since, the ground uh, Youngstown Sports Grill? That's it. We were yes. at Youngstown Sports Grill. Yes. So, uh, service was slow. We were in, like, the banquet area. Okay. And I think the girls were home, and we had the boys, and we had one of Tommy's friends with us as well. Okay. Tommy is... Well, not, not anymore... Because he's close to James in age. They're 17 months apart. He's very sensitive. Um, he's gotten in fights, people calling James a retard and, and you know, just, you know, mean kid stuff. And, I, and I'm, I probably didn't handle that very well either, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> um, <laughs> James, we were there for a long time and James was getting overwhelmed. One of the girls texted me and said, Mom, can you bring home the chili cheese fries? Because they were the best. Okay. I said, okay, I'll, I'll get an order of chili cheese fries. And it took like 40 minutes. And James started melting down. 
and he started picking things up from the table and throwing throwing them. I, I was drinking water, and there was just like a little bit of ice in the bottom of the cup and, and a teeny-weeny little bit of water. Okay. Swear to God. Okay? He picks it up, and he throws it. And I'm sure that the people that were sitting behind Rick in a booth were unhappy. I, we should have waited in the car, asked for a text. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Right. So James fires this cup across the room with this ice, and she had just gotten a new iPhone. And so she gets up and she starts screaming that James had ruined her iPhone. So Rick, you know, we were dating... Well, it was in. It was around Christmas time, so we were dating like a month. Okay. He gets up. <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, these terrible dates. I can't believe. I mean, I'm like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, what does he see in me? You know, <laughs> all the amazingness. None of this phases him. <laughs> so, you know, he, he gets up. He has an iPhone too. He looks. I, he looks at the phone and and he and he brushes off the few drops of water that was on it and he and and it lit right up and he hands it back to Renee. He said, "I think it's going to be fine," but he pulls out a business card and he says, "If there's anything wrong with it, gives her the business card." He goes, "I'm I'm happy to help you, happy to replace it." She just was not having it. She's like, she's like, he be- he's belongs in a home. He's an animal. I mean, she went off on him. And then the husband, let me back up a little bit. The server comes over to the table with our takeout order. And I said, this is blowing up. I hand her my credit card and a gift card. I said, pick up their tab and let's just get out of here. You got to help me. You got to help me to right. just tamp this mm-hmm. down. She was not very helpful. It continued to escalate. So I'm walking up to the, back then, I think you paid at the hostess station. Mm -hmm. So I hand her the credit card and the gift card, and I'm like, pick their tab up. And then the husband said something to Rick. He's like, why isn't he institutionalized? What's wrong with you? You are horrible parents. Gives me chills. And Rick was like, well, I can't say it on the air, but... You know, yeah, there was like a big thought bubble above his head and Mm. wasn't good. So Rick yanks the gift card out of the the clerk that was checking us out. And he said, give this to someone more deserving than these two a-holes. Right. (laughs) And we are walking out to the car and and Tommy is like. You know, whoa, we love this Rick. He's like, you know, he's like Rambo, you know. <laughs> and he's like, you know, like Rick defended our family, you know. So Tom, Tommy opened up his heart a little bit to Rick. I mean, maybe it was supposed to happen. But the guy, like, challenged Rick to face off in the car. So the girl was, like, lipping off to me about how, what, like, what animals we are. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's kind of bad. I'm sorry. You know, but then she went a little bit too far. Right. And I turned around and I'm like, come and get it. You and me right here. Come and get it. <laughs> and Tom was like, it, I mean, isn't it terrible that your kids have more sense than you do? He grabs me by my shoulders and he says, get in the car. He like pushes me towards the car. He goes, walk away. Get in the car. I was like, I'm, the, you know, I, I, I wanted to fix it. But, but then they had to take it too far. They took it. They took it too far, and 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 you know what? I, in in fairness to them, I've been out in restaurants where typical kids are behaving badly, and I think, oh my god, 
I know. You know, just just go out and sit in the car for a while, you know, or anything. But you know what? You don't know. Like, judgment is a bad thing. I know. But we've, you know. And I mean, you the way I always looked at it, like the Springfield Grill, it's not like it was super fancy that you had him at some fancy place. Did it really ruin their meal or their life? And did they really have to react like that? Like, I think when he hands his business card and says, if there's anything wrong with your phone, call me. I'll replace it. Just sit back down and finish your dinner. It's a $1,000 phone. Right. It's a $1,000 phone. That was fine. That was fine. But, you know, she's like, you've ruined our Christmas. And I'm like, girl, you've got more problems than a phone with a couple drops of water on it. Right. this is going to ruin your day, have at And you said a couple things, too, that I think are very, like, the typical kids. We've had plenty of situations, not exactly like that, but at the grocery store, when there used to be Perkins in Canfield, Dylan would get anxious waiting, and what he would do, his trick, is he would just stand up when he wanted to leave, and we said no because the food hasn't come. He would just stand up halfway in the booth and pull his pants and his underwear down. There'd be like little old, la- it's yes. Saturday morning, there's cute little elderly couples eating breakfast. And so, it's not a little cocktail wiener anymore. No, so it's no, not. Again, he's, you know, he was a teenager. So, what do you do? You leave. And then Anderson was always disappointed because we would either, one of us would go to the car with Dylan. Yes. Or we would just, usually we'd get in a fight. Mm-hmm. And we'd have to get the food boxed up to take it home. And she had so looked forward to going out to eat because life was crazy anyways. We didn't really do a lot. So she was so excited to go out to eat. And then before the food would eat, I mean, this happened all Mm -hmm. the time. And it is. I mean, you have a lot of kids that misbehave, right, in public and in restaurants. But they're not necessarily like teenagers, right, or older with those behaviors, right? Right. Right. And I think for siblings – Oh, and, and I think you get, I don't want to say you get used to it or become immune to it, but it can probably be embarrassing for them. And yes. I mean, how did, how did your other kid, I mean, you told a couple of great stories where they pitched like in. Like the girls, the especially. Game, but, yeah. Did they always feel like, because Anderson still to this day at almost 20, and hopefully she wouldn't get upset, always thinks people are staring at her no matter what. Yeah. And I think it's because... She felt stared at like her whole life growing up. My daughter, my oldest daughter, who is just audacious, she, someone was staring at James who was acting strangely. And she said, it's autism. Educate yourself. You know, Sanjay Gupta, CNN, like watch a little bit. And she goes, and it's not catchy. You can come a little closer. Like, you know, he's not going to rub off in you and you're going to, you know. You know, right, like James does. You know, <laughs> he slaps his chest and makes this a uh, high pitched scream. We have bought a lot of dinners for a lot of people, but re- I, when I was on my own with James, we stayed home, right, a lot because I was afraid. I, I, you know, I mean, I had all these people, and you know, we would surround him as a family and kind of like walk as a group out to the car, but. I didn't put him in that situation or the other kids in that situation too often. Like we went to church. We went to a big church that had a, a ministry where they partnered. They put an adult with him okay, as a partner. And, and if he was acting up in the service, they would take him out. And then we would go out to eat afterwards. Okay. And then we would go grocery shopping. That was our custom every, every Sunday. They went out to eat once a week. And we that was all we could do. Right. But Rick... 
you know, Rick revolutionized our lives in a lot of ways. Rick said he's not going to get better if you don't let him practice. It's true. And, you know, he, he just said, you know, very clear commands that are just a couple of words. I'm obviously a very wordy person. James is probably overwhelmed by me. You know, I would give him a lecture instead of just saying, sit down, be quiet. Right. Knock it off. You know, but Rick, I give him I give him a lot of credit for making James as good as he is now. Not he's perfect, but he's a lot better than the way it used to be. So church really quickly, if that's okay. just so you said they would pair him with because we always struggled. You know, we uh, we wanted to go to church on Sundays. Dylan couldn't handle it. At one point, they had like a special needs Sunday school CCD that was amazing for him and they would pair him. But is this something like could James actually sit through the service or was this a separate almost like a Sunday school? I'm curious. Back then, James was we were at Victory Christian. Okay. And the the reason I went to Victory Christian, it was good. It was good teaching and I liked the music. And, you know, I found my tribe there. A lot of people who were very supportive of us as a family, especially after Bill passed away. But it was a ministry that was started by a lady, uh, Karen Senefani. Okay. And um, she has a boy named Dante. Dante is older than James. I think he's 25. Okay. 26. Dante has Down syndrome. And so she started a ministry out of her own need. So That's she found fantastic. she found volunteers. She vetted them, and uh, you know they went through a, a background check, fingerprints training, and it was I, some of my best friends that I have today are people that watch James and Dante's place. That is fantastic. Yeah, I didn't even know that that existed. Well, you know what? I grew up. You know, I. Probably shouldn't say this on the air. You know, Methodist, God's dead people, great is thy faith. You know, it's like, <laughs> you're like, but then, you know, somebody told me about this opportunity for him, and, and they said they had other, you know, spiritual opportunities for my other children. So we all went and, you know, filled up our car with other people and went to church as a group. But we all still have Potty Mouse as well as James. Well, so don't that's think it's okay. Like, <laughs> I think that's okay. I was curious because that was always one situation. And again, I think something that people don't think about. Right. You know, if you are someone that wants to go to church, yes. if that's your belief and you want to do that and you have typical children, they can either learn to sit with you or they can go to Sunday school. And right. no one really thinks it's not appropriate, even though maybe I shouldn't mention this, but we just went to Christmas Eve mass and we had quite a family in front of us. The whole time with their kids, kind of, and were they acting up? Yes, and I feel were a little, they typical? Yes, and I feel a little salty at times because it's okay that they screamed through the entire Mass. service, pretty much, and the mom never took them out. But I would never be able to take Dylan, who would be loud, and he'd be asking for grilled cheese, and can we leave, and who's the boss? But you know, I can't, you know, because like you mentioned earlier, he's. When you're grown or a teenager, people just assume. And the other kids. Yeah. Like your other children are with you. And they're they're mortified. Yeah. They, everybody, all eyes are on you. My, my, my other daughter, Ellie, who is a nurse, 
she's also audacious. I don't know where they got that from. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like, you know, she's like, what are you staring at? She's like, you're weird, too. You just don't know it. Right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I usually am the one that does that, and Kevin has to tell me to. But I have just said lately he has autism yeah. because I never understand. I get the staring if he yells and they're right. startled and they look, but I don't ever get the staring down repeatedly yeah. that we, happens. We were in Sam's Club um, moons ago. Both boys were sick. They had some kind of kitty crud. Who knows? Okay. And um, I, I waited at the doctor, and I called around. He gave him some kind of a – James needed a liquid. Tommy was able to take the pill. I wanted to get both prescriptions at the same pharmacy so I didn't get out have to get out of the car twice, twice with both boys. So we went to – Sam's Club was the only pharmacy in the area that had both prescriptions. So I went there. And the lady said, it's going to be about – 30 minutes and I'm like oh. so we walked around the store and of course you know everything I see I'm throwing it in the cart I'm like okay we're just gonna make the right. best of this you know you guys want popsicles you know trying to make the best of it right James finally wasn't having it it just like he was good until he was not good and he was taking the stuff that was in the cart and he was firing it out of the cart <laughs> he was throwing it on the floor and this old man walked up to me and he said, you need a lesson in parenting, young lady, to me. And my son, Tommy, who's 24 now, he looked at me and he goes, oh, he goes, you better walk away. He goes, she's having a really bad day. I'm like, God knows what's going to come out of her mouth. Right. <laughs> he like, he's like, just go. <laughs> it was funny. He was like probably nine. It was so, I mean, he, he was, he was my champion. But it does always amaze me the things that people feel that they can say. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I feel bad about my other children feeling different because of James. You know, like, um, I know I, I'm pretty sure that there were people that didn't let their kids come to our house because, you know, he was taking off his pants and being himself. And, right. You know, and I'm like, you got to put your pants on. Nobody wants to see that. I mean, that's <laughs> a really good topic is the siblings having friends over mm -hmm. because, and we've heard so many stories from other families as well, but you had four children. Yes. You know, we just had the two, but Dylan would do, you know, with behaviors and um, one of Anderson's best friends, they were coming to the lake with us for the weekend. And the mom is just an amazing person. She's actually being raised by her grandmother and this little girl, they were probably in sixth grade and she's in the front seat because I think that will be safer. She's in the front seat by me and Anderson's in the back seat by Dylan. And he gets so upset because he doesn't know who she is that he reaches up to the front seat and smacks her yeah. like really hard. Yeah. And she just kind of, and she was, she was surprised and shocked like you would be, but she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And, you know, it made me sick to my stomach. I messaged her grandmother. And it ended up being a fine weekend. But it's things like that that you, you can't even plan them out even if you try. No. But Anderson didn't really have a lot of friends over yeah. because of situations like that. Rick's custom once we were married for a while was on, on Saturday morning, we had a Ford Flex. It was brown. 
It was the ugliest car. I loved it, though. <laughs> like, I was respect the flex. Right. Um, it went through a lot of abuse. But, like, he would load up the flex with, with Tommy and his son, Andrew, who is, like, a year and a half younger than Tom. Okay. And they would go to the Y. And they would play basketball and, you know, swim and different things. And Rick said to James, I was going to clean the house. He said, you know, go get your coat on. And he had a bag packed for, you know those inevitable emergencies <laughs> and Tom got very upset and started to cry, which is unusual. And he said, Rick is like, what's wrong with you? What, right. What's wrong? And he's like, I don't want him to go. It's always about him. I said, I'll keep him go. Like I could cry thinking about it. Cause you know, it was like the kids had to fight for their own space in your life. Yes. I know. It's so tr- saying it's always about him is so I know. I know that Anderson like feels that same way. She even said to me and uh, I could I could cry. But for Are you, you cry too? could <laughs> we should we all cry Hold it together? Kevin's not much of a crier. <laughs> but um, when That's she funny. went away to college last year, she went away to Bowling Green. And when she came home, and I knew she was coming home for the weekend, but I happened to be at Dylan's, and she wanted kind of like a ticker take or ticker, you know, parade in the driveway when she pulled in. She'd been home for like Labor Day, and it was a random weekend. Right. And she texted me like, I'm home. Where And Kevin was working, and where are you? And I said, I'm at Dylan's. I'll be home. And like, she was so upset. Like, and looking back, like she had just driven three hours. Right. She just wanted to see us. And she said, of course you're at Dylan's. Yikes. I I know. know. I know. And it just really like stabs you in the heart because you just try to do the best you can. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Our, our kids, my daughter, Ellie, I shouldn't say this on the air. I'm going to say it anyway. It's okay. out there. Um, she got me this. They uh, Amongst themselves, they talk about who is mom's favorite. Okay. And I don't feel like I'm a, I'm a favoritism parent. But if you talk to my children, apparently I am. Okay. So my daughter, Ellie, bought me a candle that said, you know, smells like mom's favorite. <laughs> Which is just perfect. I know. I thought it was so funny. I opened it up and I started laughing. And But Rick and I, you know, we talk and, and w- when I'm alone with him, I say, James is the favorite. He's not the favorite because I want him to be. He's the favorite because he has to be. Yes. You know, it's it's a matter of it's survival that, you know, tyranny of the immediate. So I don't know if this is a good like transition, but we talked a little bit at the first episode at the beginning of like succession planning, yes. which again is a really hard topic. And yes. as you know, and I forget what episode we talked about Dylan, our decision along with so many people to start the transition of him moving to supported living and then buying his house. And I still, he's been in March, it'll be six years which yeah. I can't believe because it was 2018. And I still struggle with it. Like one of the reasons I've had a bad couple of days with Hank is because I would like to go see Dylan and I've been in puppy mode. So I think it's never, and he's a grown, and Kevin will say things to me like, Amy, he's 22. He's a grown man. He needs his own space. And I just want to go see him and, you know, hug him and give him a kiss. So 
what are kind of your thoughts or your visions or kind of James obviously lives with you and Rick. Um, I know you mentioned Rachel, but kind of what are your thoughts or plans or we're inching closer and closer to a situation where he's in supported living. I'm okay. I, and that's, and that's driven by Rick, not Lisa. I mean, if it was, if it was all Lisa, we would be, you know, I would pick him up from day program. I would take him to the park. I would walk him three miles and we'd go to Chick-fil-A and gorge ourselves with, you know, I mean, that sounds great. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but, um, Rick has made it clear and it's also it's very clear and it's hard to admit that it's not safe for James and Lisa to be alone together yes because James has some of the same behaviors that Dylan does um you know um they they call it uh, elopement which i think is kind of funny i know <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think elope, you know, you go out to Vegas. That's what we right. think, you know, but no, 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 no. This is a bad elopement. I, and we also talk, Rick and I talk about what's fair to our other children. And I, I struggled. I did. Like trying to be all things to all people is exhausting and I would like to, in the best of all possible worlds, James would be set up the way he's going to be when he's 40, when I'm gone. Right. And it's going to be soon. So all my kids have to do is, you know, deal with the guardianship, deal with the SSA, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I would also like, if I predecease Rick, I mean, Rick's a great guy, you know, let set him loose. He can find another wife that makes him happy. I feel like that's fair to him. Right. You know. And, it, it, you know, it's it's got a lot of moving parts. It's money. It's a, a will. It's a trust. It's a guardianship. I mean, you need a lawyer. Yes. It is a lot of moving parts. That's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. And it's kind of ever evolving. Yes. Because, you know, as their, as their ages change... Um, needs their needs change and who can you we had a really hard time and we still struggle when we did our special needs trust for yes. Dylan really hard time on who will be in charge when we are gone of the things you just said so that it's not all on Anderson who will decide if Dylan needs a new iPad that they're going to be okay with you know who's going to be in charge of because the money can't go in his name right, right. and you know that brings up something else that's interesting and a reality that other people don't think about is your Anderson is going to get married someday. Yes. And she's going to choose a spouse who's going to be open, have to be open to all things Dylan, because some of some of what rolls downhill will roll on to Anderson and you share things as a as a married couple. You share your burdens. Right. Or in the best of all possible worlds, you do. When Ellie got married to Tyler, they had just gotten engaged. They got engaged on the beach. The whole family went to Florida. And we were we were coming home in West Palm at the airport, and our flight was delayed. It wasn't just delayed. It was like five hours delayed. I'm like, I mean, it was like, 
Um, Disaster. Yes. And West Palm is like, the airport is small. There's nothing to do. So James and I are walking, walking, walking. I got my Apple Watch on. I've got like 12,000 steps. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with him, you know, other than eat and walk. Right. You know, he's not on the iPad or anything like that. He okay. is, you know, he's he's a movement guy. Okay. So Tyler said, Lisa, he goes, sit down, rest, relax. I'll take James. So he took James for a walk, my son-in-law. James perceived the weakness. He smelled the blood in the water. Right. And he took off and went into a store and, like, like got a whole bunch of bags of chips and candy and (laughs) (laughs) opened them all up instantly (laughs) Tyler spent like $25 and you know and junk food and you know he he was like "Ah." (laughs) like what is going on yeah yeah but I said to Tyler I said before you get married I said you're gonna have to change a poopy diaper (laughs) (laughs) that's the initiation into the family it's not like a dowry you know or you know Right. He's going to give us a couple thousand dollars for our, for our daughter's hand in marriage or whatever. He's going to have to change a poopy diaper. But he never did. Aw. Yeah. We're going to have to at some point and maybe invite Lisa back to talk about some of these legal things that we just kind of touched on, yep. the guardianship. The I agree. But. but I'd like to go back, Lisa, just for one second, if we could. So you, you alluded to a little bit about, and this is something that Amy and I talked about at length a couple of episodes ago, like how we came to our dis- decision when to transition Dylan, yes. what that looks like, yeah. kind of set him up, like you said, like for his mm-hmm. future going forward. And I think for every individual, for every family, the thought process is different. The timing is different. Right. There's no right or wrong answer, mm-hmm. right? But would love if you can, it also sounded like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you know, Amy and I kind of went back and forth on it, right? We weren't necessarily aligned, right? It was a process of getting aligned. So maybe you could just talk for a minute about what that looks like for you and your family and what the the thought process is. Um, Rick constantly reminds me that James is his own person and that he has his own life and his own needs. And in a lot of ways, he has the typical desires and wants that a 23-year-old man would want. He doesn't want mommy kissing him on the forehead and says, James, mama loves you. Prince, have a great day. You know, that's his nickname, Prince. Right. So Rick Rick has been, you know, I mean, I keep saying it over and over. He, he's, he's pushed me. He has pushed me to realize that James has needs that we can no longer fulfill. And he's been so much happier that he's spending time with people who are closer to him in age, mm-hmm. like his p- same age peers. Yes. Um, Rachel and Adam are in their mid-30s, and James is uh, 23. So they have the energy to – they do a lot of things with yes. him. Um, how it looks like of James leaving our house, I turned when I turned 60, I was, I don't know, kind of slapped upside the head by my own mortality thinking to myself, it isn't about me. It's about what's best for him. I I mean, I drive like a grandma. I I could get rear-ended and, you know, pass away very quickly. I need to have, and my family needs for me to have a comprehensive, firm plan that can be changed and modified as things change and are 
for James and for, for the rest of the family. But, I mean, that's what's really best for him. It's hard. It is so hard. I mean, he's, you know, Rick says, you know, you treat him like a baby. I'm like, he's always going to be my baby. Right. Like, I I don't, I, I know it's weird, <laughs> but it, it is what it is. I feel the same. I mean, look, I saw Dylan Monday. I actually really saw him a lot Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, because I miss being able to see him like every day. But it's almost selfish to go over to his house every day in a way, because then he would expect it. And so I try to not do that. It's only been a couple days and I'm anxious to get over there. I, yeah, I feel some of those things too but i'm tired <laughs> i know you know i, I know. mean it, it you know he he christmas was hard surgery was hard you know it was just, i'm not whining i'm just saying that that like i said before his life has a lot of moving parts and it's exhausting i think that mm-hmm. some people don't understand obviously unless they lived it you know, because you make it look easy, so they just assume. I don't think I make it look easy. I think you're you're probably a better mom than I am. Oh, no. <laughs> Definitely not. Look, I was ready to give away my dog in one no. day. <laughs> you <laughs> Listen, that so- dog is going to fill up the, whatever love hole you have in your life. The dog is going to fill it up and, yes. and will become your best friend. That's what I'm hoping. And he yes. can come to Dylan's with me all the time. Yeah. James has a special relationship with our pets, too, and Rachel's pets. Oh, see, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, we're both great moms, I yeah. think. I would agree. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> and this might be a good point to wrap. I did want to mention just real quick, though, just to kind of end, um, not that this all hasn't been positive, but just to end on a, a kind of a positive note. You know, we told a lot of stories about people staring, people in restaurants being rude, things like that. You know, the flip side of that is, is there are a lot of good people out there, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, Lisa, but where you'll go to pay the check and someone, and this actually just happened to us like Saturday, Saturday, right? We were out to breakfast with Dylan, you know, the waitress came and just ripped the check. We have no idea who took care of it, but that, you know, will happen too. There'll be people out there that will see you, you know, with your autistic child and, you know, a lot of good people that do things like that too. Yes, that's a good point. I did want to mention that. Nice way to wrap it up. You are, yes. Look at him. Yeah. Positive Kevin. The the glass is half full. Right? There you go. (laughs) Well, Lisa, we can't thank you enough for joining us. Thank you. Um, We really appreciate it. Who knows? Maybe we'll have you back on again sometime. I feel like there's always more that can be talked about, but... Really appreciate your time today. There you go. I feel this. Um, So should have some Kleenex available because I didn't expect to cry, but we will. I was expecting our producer, producer Lisa, to come through the door with a box of Kleenex, but (laughs) she was um, like, "I better not go in there." um, Who knows who's crying? There you go. And I do want to thank Lisa Resnick and Dandelion Inc. Like I said, uh, I think on our last episode, we're recording during the holidays, so for her to allow us to come in here during this busy time and give her time to us. We greatly appreciate it. Again, please remember to check us out on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, like us, follow us, check us out at dylanshouse.org to learn more. And thank you again for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Dylan's House was made possible by our partnership with Dandelion Inc. Follow our journey at Dylan's House on Facebook and TikTok 
This is Dylan's House on Instagram and learn more about us at dylanshouse.org. If you like our stories at Welcome to Dylan's House, please subscribe, like, and share.